Alright everybody, welcome back to Movie Talks and Chill. We're your hosts, I'm Tony Serrano. I'm Gavin Bunch. I'm Patrick Wall. And our special guest, if you'd like to introduce. Hello to everyone, I'm Alessandro Fiorucci from Italy. I'm an Italian actor. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much. Fellow Paisan. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, I love it. Oh, fantastico. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, you have a a film here. Yeah, we are in competition. The title of the movie is Lovely to Meet You, directed by Darwin Reina from Spain. And uh, it's a team uh, worldwide, (laughs) we we call it this way. And um, so, it's a horror movie. Okay. And uh, I'm a protagonist. I'm a Michael, and uh, I'm um, Italian, ex-Italian polit, uh, police. Sorry, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, come to Barcelona for found a girl and uh, kill her. After sex, I'm a maniac. <laughs> No, not for real. Yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah, the character. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So uh, this is our project, and uh, we are so proud uh, for uh, the goal we have uh, all around the world, mm-hmm. and especially here in the United States. We went to LA uh, two times, Skip Town uh, Film Festival and the Sunscreen Film Festival in Hermosa Beach. Oh, nice. And then Barcelona, Cyprus, uh, Italy, where we we won two awards, Mm -hmm. like uh, Best Thriller Movie. Oh, okay. um, Congratulations. Thank (laughs) you so much. And um, Best Makeup Artist. Nice. Oh, okay. Very good. Very good. So obviously this thing's been around a little bit. You guys have been bouncing around, so you're super busy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, do you so have much. Do you have another uh, destination after here where you're going? Yeah, to absolutely yes, because uh, I'm in competition to the Festival of Cannes. Okay. Oh, at Cannes. Yeah. Oh wow. In a movie, Italian movie, uh, okay. the director is uh, Marco Bellocchio. Uh, the title is the movie uh, is Italian title is Rubato. Uh, which means uh, um, stolen, but I'm, I'm not sure for the translation because mm-hmm. you know when sometimes change oh, yeah. the name in, yeah. the, right. in another in, country. When you're talking about Italian, it's all about context, like what comes before and what you're meaning for it afterwards. Oh, sorry, I don't hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. From what I understand about Italian, it's about context, like the words that are coming before it and the meaning that you're trying to convey, right? Uh, so I, I don't understand, maybe. Sorry. So basically, um, kind of how when when you're trying to translate it, if you're trying to translate Italian to English or English to Italian, yeah, yeah, it changes so much. Yeah, it changes because yeah, of like maybe a, the context of what you're saying. Exactly, okay. exactly. I'm so sorry. No, no, so no worries. <laughs> you know, I'm Italian. <laughs> yeah. We speak the language. Here. <laughs> yeah. I'll let the second generation Italian talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> so and uh, we will go to Cannes. Uh, the next uh, the next week maybe oh very nice and are yeah. you guys um, for the premiere for oh. red carpet you know oh or, yeah. or busy <laughs> well i mean con that that's a huge festival too that thing is like i've always wanted to go to that and uh just one day one day oh we'll i there. i wish you <laughs> i wish you because i think it's amazing amazing experience for me is uh excellent <laughs> <laughs> i can imagine to see me inside the, the theater during the festival of cinema, the Cannes, <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> wow. So um, I'll ask, uh, um, how, what kind of got you into, into film? Like, was there an inspiration? Did you do something completely different and get into film? Like, kind of what's the story of, of how you got into this whole industry? So my story is a very, started a very long time, long time ago. I start to, I play to, like an actor, uh, 12 years old. But before, I studied for nine years in so many different schools. The first is um, American school, (laughs) actor studio in Rome. In Rome, really? Yeah, yeah. Open uh, a a new site in my country. And with a university, Sapienza, 
from mm-hmm. Rome, my town. And uh, after that, I I study in the theater. I have uh, many many show theater mm-hmm. in my back, <laughs> and many many movie now. And uh, I leave the theater. Okay. Uh, enough for my career. I take my choice. I want to. I understand which is my way, and my way is cinema. I love so much because when I was a younger, I I went to the the cinema, and my first movie I watch alone is Alien. Okay. Okay. Ridley Scott. Yeah. You can imagine that my first movie, like assistant, okay, mm-hmm. not like an actor, because I love so much study different side of our job, okay, mm-hmm. is all money in the world from Ridley Scott. Oh yeah, and uh, I worked with him for two months and off in Rome with Michelle Williams, Mark Wahlberg, Kevin Spacey, Charlie Plumber. So many, many actors, oh, big man. actors. How was that? That must be yeah, amazing. It's a, it's it's a like... big coincidence because <laughs> yeah. my first movie in cinema is Ridley Scott Alien. My first movie, like a professional, okay, technical professional, mm-hmm. is Ridley Scott. After that, start my career in uh, in a big, so many movies, so many movies. Uh, call me so much. Um, I'm so, so happy for this. And that's amazing. That's fantastic. Well, yeah. I mean, your talent obviously says something about that. If they, if they keep bringing you back, I mean, you must be doing something right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, you guys are going to be here all weekend, correct? Or are you gonna, yeah. Okay. yeah, until uh, Monday, we, okay. I live into my town in right. Italy. <laughs> I come back, but I, I have a big, 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 Date in, uh, oh, in Europe. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was ever an excuse to go back home. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, um, uh, do you have another? Like, I know you you guys are promoting this film right now. Do you yeah. have something set up in the works that you could talk about? Like, what's next for you? you- yeah, uh, I have many projects because I write it. Uh, I, my future film. I want to try uh, to be a director uh, because I when when I stay on set uh, I stolen everything. I like these things. <laughs> I don't know why, but I I'm so curious and I want to try new energy, new situation, and uh, new experience because this is for me is uh, like a grow up every time. I don't want come back. I want go away in front of me every time and grow up because for have a beautiful career I need to do this it's the only way I think oh that's awesome and and we had a couple other guests and kind of said the same thing they, they talked about their passion they love what they do and it's it's such a rare thing to where you have a career that doesn't feel like work. Like I mean, it's obviously work. You have to put a lot of time and energy and effort into it, and you have to be talented and know what you're doing. Um, but when you enjoy what you're doing, it, it's it's not you'll a job. Work a day, it, no. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I, I have this uh, this project, but I don't know how I can say these things. But I wait one answer, very very important for a new project, like an actor. Okay. In a big movie with Hector Hawkins in Rome. Oh wow! The for me, the next week. Wow! Uh, and it's going to be filmed in Rome. Yeah. Nice. nice. Uh, <laughs> the director is Ridley Scott. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a coincidence, but it's, it's this. See, it's kind of meant to be. You, you yeah, yeah, I love, I love, him. I love him so much, so much. <laughs> I mean, he's an amazing director. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Incredible. For me, it's a big honor, only big honor. So uh, I'm going to ask I this question, and since you said, you know, your next step of what you want to do is you want to direct. Obviously, Ridley Scott, you've worked with him, and you see yeah. love his work. Do you, do you think you take some kind of like? Um, 
inspiration from how he directs? Like absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I stolen everything to to him. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, for real. I realized um, a little short movie. The title is "Never Again." Uh, talk about the Second World War. Okay. Uh, I realized this movie like uh, the same technical system him use in uh, all money in the world. Five camera different work together for have continuity, real continuity, a perfect continuity during the shen. And uh, I understand how the position is around the the location. Mm -hmm. And I understand very well like a move the camera or director or actor because in uh, in set on read this card, uh, my rule my rules is uh, assistant production for no assistant okay assistant production for action vehicle deep okay and I work directly with him because him give me the uh, the device for move the car Italian Vespa or people and uh, I stay very close to him every time for two months and a half and I listen so much how talk with Michelle Williams and explain the job uh, you can imagine how learn things I, I, I learn sorry <laughs> Oh, that's all. And we, it's funny because there's, there's so many parallel things to a lot of our interviews is, uh, one of the first interviews today, um, we were talking about a couple of things. Uh, what was it? Um, oh, what did he say? Oh, it, the first interview, uh, Michael Monroe, Michael, Michael Monroe. Mm -hmm. Um, he was here and he was talking about, you know, he went to school, like film and stuff, but he said, you know, being on the sets working next to the directors, yeah. um, he said, that's the best way to learn and, and learn like how they think and how they get the vision because as you know we talked about earlier you know practical is practical anybody can learn to operate a camera but to give the visual the visual you know creativity the the, the mindset of, of your vision of what you want absolutely that takes art an art form that takes an art mind yeah. you know you have to know how to adjust certain lights or maybe do a certain angle or or, um, you know, create a mist or whatever you want to call it, you know, whatever tricks you have up your sleeve to create a feel, a, a visual aesthetic feel. Absolutely, and, and yes. You can, and like you said, you know, just kind of watching, how does he do that? Like, what's he thinking? And, and maybe having the opportunity to ask, like, why did you make that decision? Oh, um, those are all things that you learn. That's the best education you can get. I completely agree. And uh, I say it every time, this job is like a get up a, a steps. Mm -hmm. One by one, mm -hmm. it's normal. Uh, this is the only way. Uh, so much young guys tell me, Ali, I can do like you. I can. I want to realize my dream like you. You need to work hard. You need to put your foot one by one. At mm -hmm. no run. Yep. Only the experience. Yep. Now that there's you know the old. You know, American saying, you got to crawl before you walk. You know, you, you got to learn how to just take those first portions of life, like you're saying, one step at a time. And also, to realize what you love and your passion, I mean, you have to set goals one at a time. Yeah, right? You don't want to say, I'm going to be the biggest director in the world when <laughs> yeah. you've never done anything in the film industry. You know, so. you got to say, maybe I'll be on the set. Maybe I'll just be a gaffer putting up lights and learning this and then you know i want to write my own script and then you write it and then i want to shoot it and then you shoot it and so on and so forth so you know it kind of yeah, that you can have those lifetime goals but you want to work towards something and, yep. and then recognize that all right well i got here and i can now i'm ready for that next step well, yeah it reminds me of the jeremy renner story <clears throat> he wanted to be an actor so bad but he just he needed to be on set he started out as a makeup artist and then he became hawkeye Wow. Uh, well, it wasn't that quick. Yeah, yeah. 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 become Hawkeye. It was. It was right yeah. next to me. Yeah. 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 Makeup was our tag, and yeah. then Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. And also to piggyback on that too, what they're saying, what you said is also you know that one goal or that one step, you may not achieve that goal, or you might fall on your face at that first step, but you learn what you did wrong, Absolutely. and you have to do that step all over again. It's kind of like a video game, you know. Yeah. 
you get you get killed off, you start over. You know, you Dark learn. Souls. Start again, start again, yep. uh, try again, yep. and mm-hmm. then you learn. You, important is learn about the mistakes. Yep. And step by step. The passion's the passion, but yeah, as long as you can a, stick it's through. The best time for yep. to the beginning. Mm-hmm. You, know? you know. There's another great saying. It's saying it. You know, true success is when you fail repeatedly, fail, but still have the enthusiasm to try. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a very good saying yes. to go for. Um, yeah. So we have a little bit of time left. Um, I wanted to ask a couple things. So you're here at the Sunscreen Film Festival uh, in St. Petersburg, obviously. Very far away from home. So, kinda, how did you how did you hear about the Sunscreen Film Festival? This film festival, what got you into it? Uh, from my director. Okay. Because uh, Darwin uh, went here the last year. Okay. And we did another project, mm-hmm. and uh, he told me, Ale, you need to see this festival, and I agree with him <laughs> <laughs> because it's amazing. I like it so much. But not only the place, but all people, cast, the crew. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, I love it. It's not easy to found a, a film festival like this, mm-hmm. I think. It's um, maybe because it's uh, very old, have uh, a big past on the back, and it's important, this. Mm-hmm. More old is a festival, more important is. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> and they, you know, it, it constantly, every year it grows and grows. And, exactly. And, you know, one of our favorite things about coming here is uh, even just doing the podcast of meeting meeting great talent like yourself and, and yeah, all the talent. Yeah, so we've many met. talent here. And everybody's just got a super positive attitude. Absolutely. Everybody's excited. Everybody wants to network. Everybody wants to meet and greet. So, uh, that's what we always say is that's why we always like to ask everybody how's your experience been you kind of already answered that question but um you know so you know we're just glad you, you we were able to kind of meet up with you and talk to you because you know we met you guys yesterday um at the red carpet and we we're looking forward to meeting with you so um we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us uh but uh for that's movie talks to Joe for this segment we're going to be here all weekend. We're going to be here through Sunday. So feel free if you want to come back up or if you know some other people want to bring them up with you. Um, we're here to talk to you guys, you know. Okay. It doesn't yeah. have to be just one interview. So, <laughs> you know, feel free to stop by or catch us downstairs. We'll say hey. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll see you at some of the after events and everything like that. So yeah. thank you again for joining us for Movie Talks and Chill. We're your host. I'm Tony Serrano. I'm Gavin Bunch. I'm Patrick Wall. And our special guest. Alessandro Fiorucci from Italy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, take care. All right, everybody, welcome back to Movie Talks and Chill at the Sunscreen Film Festival. We're your hosts. I'm Tony Serrano. I'm Gavin Buzz. I'm Patrick Wall. And our special guest? Shane Brady. Wow, nice to meet you, Shane (laughs) Brady. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost it's like a higher version of when they say Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt Damon. You feel more excited with Only only Matt Damon is smarter than me in many ways. So, yeah. (laughs) Well, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Um, So, kind of... Tell us what you're doing here at the film festival, what you're working on. Sure. So I'm buddies with Ben Daniele and Tug T-Shirt. I don't know how to pronounce his last name ever, so I just call him Doug T-Shirt. Uh, and, That's uh, what we're going to call him from now on. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, uh, we did a COVID movie uh, called Breathing Happy that I wrote and direct, and Ben and Doug, uh, with their Scatter Brothers production, came down and helped us film it. It was a tiny little $20,000 indie movie that we ended up winning a handful of festivals and got distribution and, you know, pat yourself on the back a little bit because making movies is next to impossible as you guys know and uh we are you know knock on wood no jinx dangerously close to finishing funding to go make the next movie in vegas with another slew of beg your hollywood friends for little favors to get affordable (laughs) rates for everybody and make a movie number two so i'm here because they're friends and anything they do i want to support and i I grew up in palm harbor right up the street so yeah so anytime i can come back to florida and help with the whole film scene i'm happy to do it very cool yeah very cool yeah we got to meet um like doug and ben and all them through uh last year we first time us coming here Mm -hmm. started the podcast a couple years ago met up new tony's and you know had the film festival we come up and we were doing podcast up here it was kind of very quick it was tony just said come on out yeah Tell them I sent you and you're good to go. Yeah. That was about the extent of it. I, I don't think we saw Tony but for two seconds. So yeah. <laughs> we're all set up and then Ben and 
uh, Doug come up here, and they're like, oh, we didn't even know what you guys were doing here. We didn't know you were here. So anyway, they keep we, running up here to like take a break and sit down and like finally be on their phone to make sure everything's working. Yeah. They're like, what are these people doing? <laughs> <laughs> so they were really cool about it, and uh, we kept in contact. We got our information. We brought Doug on a couple times, and uh, you know, we just stayed in contact, and now we're you know part of the festival. I love it. That's awesome, here, boys. So, so we, we consider them friends now, too, man. They're, those are now, awesome so guys. here, if I may, so what's your, like, niche for this podcast? Like, we help people do X, or we do trivia, or we, just because I, I don't know you guys' as podcast, so, so this is funny for me. Funny. Yeah. We're yeah. funny. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You're yeah. hilarious. Yeah. 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 We awesome. We don't really have a niche, per se, so uh-huh. we'll basically, anything about movies, like when I first introduced the idea to these guys, I said, I want to do a podcast about movies. I yeah. just a file, I grew up loving movies, these guys love movies, I said, good. Um, so really, it goes on. We just pick a topic. Sometimes Great. it's the day before we're recording. <laughs> Love it. Sometimes <laughs> it's the minute before. Yeah. We're yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes like, does anybody have an idea? And we're like, um, I don't know. Movies with cyborgs. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Cyborgs. Cyborgs. Cyborgs are great. Wait, now is he a cyborg or is he a robot? Does That's that why we combine. We'll have a <laughs> so yeah. this, this okay. This has nothing to do with cyborg movies, but I was having a discussion with my friend who is a doctor, and he's he's like a huge big deal doctor in Sarasota. To, like revolutionizes a bunch of surgeries and we were talking about how he is helping uh, to patch synapses in the brain so that way you can get use of your motor functions again so people who were paralyzed and that you know they couldn't ever use their hands yeah well they can fix those synapses in the brain because wow. it's just electrical signals and now you know it's not the fine motor skills but now they can like pick up a cup and and you know we've heard the million Elon Musk things that are yeah, happening yeah. but right. in theory 5, 10, and 15 years from now, we might be in a position where you can literally fix paralysis or things like that. So here's a question. Let's say you get in a car accident and you have 20% brain loss and they can fix those synapses and, and you are fixed. Are you now 20% cyborg? Or are, are you just returned back to normal? And, and then the final thing, because this is what's going to make the discussion fun, what if 51% of your brain goes away and they are able to fix all of those synapses the so qu- just like a pacemaker the question my first question is how sorry. are we fixing these synapses are we uh-huh. using like circuit boards and like ace hardware wires to like replace these synapses? so so let's make the metaphor yeah, yeah let's make the metaphor like a pacemaker right okay. your heart would not work unless you had this piece of technology in okay. your, attached to yeah, it. attached to it, right? So I, I think a pacemaker is a good metaphor. Yeah. Because yeah. if you don't have a pacemaker, your heart doesn't work, you are dead. Therefore, you are a cyborg in respect to the pacemaker yep. on your heart. But when you're talking about the brain, does it make things different? Are you feeling love because you remember what love is? Or are you feeling love because they had to fix the synapses in your brain that made you feel love? And then and then if you have a wife who's, who's you know, the husband's about to leave. Does, yeah. does she take out 51%? Yeah, right. Replace it so that he does love her. Right. Oh, we just come up. And what if she can control the damn buzzer, and now you're like madly in love, and before you have problems, he just starts hitting the volume on the TV, and his voice goes up. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. (laughs) Or in the opposite, if you were in love with someone like Die Hard. And then they're, you and they, and they, and they leave you yep. or something. You could just turn it off. You're like, yep. I don't have to worry about heartbreak anymore. <laughs> so I mean, I'll I sign up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't using. I know, I know. I just happened to look at the other side, which is behind. Yeah, you, you happened to just, just happened to look right in the middle of the hole in my chest, you jerk. <laughs> in your eyes, like yeah. deeply, deeply. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, me personally, I'm thinking if technology's involved, I would say it does make you cyborg. I'm not saying that. That doesn't make you any less human as far as your emotions go, mm-hmm. but as far as physically being alive and being able to do normal functioning things, I think yes, that would be considered more cyborg. Yeah, I think I think it's a paradox in a way. You know, well, it goes yeah. back to the old thesis of ship part. Like, at what point is it a ship leaves a harbor and then one board breaks and you have to replace it? You're up for a year. You're just constantly just replacing boards and fixing everything. At what point is it no longer the ship that left the same? Harbor? Yes, yes, <laughs> precisely when it sinks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. That's what it's the worst carpenter and, and, yep. and ship crew that can't yep. even fix the boards. <laughs> yep. <laughs> wow, that's excellent. Yeah, I, so. you just solved a thousand-year-old paradox. <laughs> <laughs> so funny question. I always, I always like throw these guys in this. Patrick, first time he heard it, just uh-huh. made his brain melt. It was like, all right, so technology's moving fast and fast, and so we finally get to be able to travel at the speed of light. Mm-hmm. All, right, all right, so you've got a car, and it can travel at the speed of light. What happens when you turn on the headlights? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait a minute. Because you would be traveling at the same rate that the headlights would be at. Yeah, so it wouldn't so produce wouldn't any light. light. Yeah. It would have no light, right? Yeah, yeah, you wouldn't have light in front of you. But then you have to beg the question, you're you're traveling so fast. Like, Do you need them? Right, exactly. Like, Would you what vaporize? Light, what, what light are you seeing? Are, yeah. you seeing? are you seeing future light? Yeah. Is it already past? Right? They've gone flat. <laughs> yeah, Spaceball yeah. 1 has gone flat. <laughs> So if you're traveling faster than the speed of light, technically you should be able to break the barrier of time. Now, by that, if you break the barrier of time and you happen to end up on the wrong side of the road, yeah. you have another car heading at you with its headlights on because it's dark out. Yes, I think you can see light. But okay. isn't, isn't the speed of light unattainable because we have mass? <laughs> yep. Yes. Yeah. Theoretically. Theoretically. In outer space. Yeah. Yeah. Because there is a way you can something can go faster than the speed of light through any sort of like atmosphere or even water where it most happens. Yeah, regularly. Yeah, um, you guys have all seen Gravity, I assume, yes. right? Yes. I Go ahead think and say yes. You haven't seen Gravity yet. It's two people falling for an hour and a half. No, it is not. <laughs> okay, I saw Gravity in IMAX, and first of all, Alfonso Cuarón just knows how to make movies. But there, there, I'm spoiling a little bit, but not really because you just you just got the elevator pitch. It's two people in space, and things go wrong, right? Yeah. <laughs> the moment in Gravity when Sandra Bullock gets detached from the ship and just starts spinning, and just starts getting just farther and farther away, and starts disappearing into space. That to me. It gave me a panic attack while watching the movie because I hate spinny things. I hate spinny things. Uh, I get I get vertigo really bad. And the thought of being in space and there being no gravity and no way that you could like counterbalance to mm. try to stop the spinning. Right. And you're just that's it. You're going to spin forever until you die. Yep. And even then, your corpse will still be spinning. Yeah, your corpse will still be spinning. But, like, the thought that, oh, you're just going to spin forever until you die and there's nothing stopping it until you maybe run into a planet, but that's not going to happen until you die. That, to me, was the scariest moment of any movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Now, I have another reason not to watch it. <laughs> yeah. Full-on panic attack. Right? Right? And another reason not to go into space. What's, yeah. what's, what's the scariest moments that you guys have ever, like, like genuine? Like, you're watching a movie and you're like, okay, that got me. So, mine, I've, I've got two. One is as, as a kid because my mom had this life-size doll. Uh, some kind of Susie talks a lot. Yeah, yeah, thing yeah. Where you can move the arms and the feet would move. It's like a 1960s doll. She's kept it because it's probably still going to be worth money one day. Uh -huh. But anyway, Child's Play was every time I saw that freaking doll because the eyes would move. You sit yep. back, the eyes would close. You set it up, they'd open. I'm like, nope, it's possessed. Get it out of here. <laughs> you need to see Living with Chucky by Kira Gardner. It's a documentary about the girls whose father basically ran the Chucky doll. You know, he was in charge of creating it and being the puppeteer for it and everything. And uh, so she grew up with a billion Chuckies all around her house. And so she has a documentary called Living with Chucky, all about wow. her experience as this little girl just being surrounded by Chucky dolls. Oh, I... I well, I'm assuming I she was chill and relaxed watching Annabelle. Well, I was going to say, I want to know what therapy bill... <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just maybe watch, watch the documentary. Get a What was get your childhood trauma? Yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> pa Patrick, scariest... So, I, I'm not a big horror fan whatsoever. Like, I think I saw... You can say you're a pussy. It's okay. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do all yeah. the time. I think I just saw The Shining when I was way too young, but I did... The, the happening really freaked me out. Yeah. My friends made me watch that movie, and I was, like, half, like they're in that park, and the girl is just repeating, and she takes the knitting needle and just stabs in her neck. Mm -hmm. Well, the friend just stands up, like, what the fuck? And then she starts doing it, and then every, no, no, the tree's fighting back. No, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> fighting back. Yeah. <laughs> Forget Skynet. We don't want nature with it. I wonder, I wonder how many people would say The Happening is the scariest movie. I mean, it was a garbage moment. movie, but that still freaked me out. Yeah. Maybe that's the thing that made it so scary. It was yeah. just like, please get good. I'm like, Shyamalan, you were so good for so long. What's happening? And then we get the greatest trilogy of all time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right? Yes, indeed, sir. Yes. All right. We're, we're making it down the line all here. All right. Um, so I'm going to skip the childhood one because everybody, when they're a little kid, gets scared of yeah. monsters. So I would say... Scary to a point to where I just felt uncomfortable mm -hmm. was there's that movie uh, Awake. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's uh, with Hayden Christensen. Yep. And mm -hmm. he's got to go under for open and there's a whole conspiracy about it, but he's in, under the anesthesia, but he knows and can feel everything that's happening, but 
he has complete paralysis from the anesthesia. Yeah. He can't talk, he can't say anything, and he's having open heart surgery where he feels everything mm -hmm. and cannot say a word about it. Mm -hmm. And I was watching that and I'm like, that's because that can actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. There is a possibility. So when things are actually possibly really can happen, yeah. that's when that bothers me. Yeah. So, yeah. Hard as I'm convinced trees can do that to us. They're just waiting. <laughs> Tomorrow we strike. Just waiting. <laughs> well, the happening is an amazing premise. It's a yeah. really smart premise. Like, um, I, I saw this movie Vivarium recently. It, it's a little bit of a deep dive. I think uh, Jesse Eisenberg is in it. Uh, my fiance and I were just like looking for uh, horror movies on streaming, and uh, Vivarium is another word for like aquarium or terrarium. Okay. But but the premise is there's a lot of creatures in Mother Nature where like this bird will very quickly lay its egg in another bird's nest. So the other bird we'll take raises this, you know, quote-unquote parasitic bird mm -hmm. that kills the actual baby birds, and now you're raising this thing, and there's a lot of bugs and ants that do this. Yeah. So what if an alien race could trick humans into raising a baby that looks like a human baby, but really it's an alien baby, in this vivarium, which is just a fabricated home mm -hmm. that looks like a human's home that you cannot leave? How's your head feel, Patrick? Yeah, I mean, right? I'm seeing the eyes. <laughs> Until that Bavarian ending, I was like, well, that's just Escape from Witch Mountain. Or Escape to Witch Mountain. Yeah. The, the original when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I thought for a second it was popcorn burning, but no, it's Patrick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw the eyes kind of like, you know, uh, like, I've seen that look many times. Yeah. Like, right. The headlight thing, that kind of threw them off. The gears have been turning all day, and right now they just got rusted <laughs> in this. <laughs> <laughs> Shane, broke Patrick. Complete lockdown. That's all right. <laughs> Not that <laughs> difficult. Yeah. It's a bronze trophy. We'll throw some vodka on. No, no, He'll that's a back. good thing. So yeah. Shane's going to be taking over Patrick's spot <laughs> yeah. now. Good, good. Yes. Doug's My, been, Doug's been uh, inching in on his, so. He's got over my dead body. <laughs> Love you, love you, Doug. Oh, are we, are we doing horror movies have scenes of murders in movie theaters yes, and mezzanines? All right, so. In the yeah. mezzanine, yes, where it always starts. Right, and then it works right. Down. <laughs> it started with Abraham Lincoln and Inglorious Bastards carried the torch. Yep. Yes. Yep. So that would be actually a scene in a movie. You're sitting here, you say, over my dead body. It cuts to downstairs, all of a sudden you see his body fly yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> like a family guy, quick yeah. cutaway. Yeah. 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 My favorite cutaways. <laughs> yes. Guys. Yes, yes, yes. See, we had a plan for that all along. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, what are the uh, production stuff you work on? Do you have anything set up yes, next? Or yes, yes. So our next feature, we are, uh, we're looking to start filming August 15th. Um, the elevator pitch for it is uh, the movie is called Hacked, a double entendre of rage-fueled karma. So the pitch is in April of 2021, filmmakers Shane Brady and Emily Zercher, who's my invisible invisible fiance right here sitting next to us, uh, they were victims of wire fraud and hacked for $20,000. The first, which is true, the first 10 minutes of this movie are based on those true events. The rest is what we wish we could have done to that fucker. So it's like a playful horror, like Korean revenge karma movie. Um, and we already have, uh, I got a, NDA is the fancy word, but we already have a bunch of like really fun people attached to it yep. that are ready to party. Um, I'm so excited to work on this film because, uh, with, with Breathing Happy, which was the feature we did during COVID, it was a lot of fun, but it was also uh, a very like cathartic therapeutic drama comedy um, about drug use and and anyone who sees it like leaves the theater in tears so i i was like i don't think i can play in that pool again mm. for two movies mm. so we did we did the that now i need to go to like the firework barbecue fun you know like let's go to polka music and get away <laughs> from the the sad cathartic piano music for a second yeah when the, the funny thing is i'm not comparing the two but just the way you described it was when you said the first 50 or 20 minutes of it is what actually yeah, happened. Yeah. The rest is, you know, we played off our imagination basically. Yeah. It's basically Cocaine Bear. Because, well, like, Cocaine yeah, Bear, yeah. Like the first 10, 15 minutes is yeah. what yep. actually happened. Yep, is what actually happened. <clears throat> now the bear actually died. But yep. in this one, he goes on a cocaine Yeah, he goes on a crazy range. Mass, mass Which, by the way, <laughs> I would say it's very fair. I just, yeah, I just saw Cocaine Bear like a week ago. Um, and I love Elizabeth Banks. I do think I needed to see that movie in theaters because I enjoyed it, but I know I assuredly would have enjoyed it more if I was like 
drunk or in a theater with a bunch of people <laughs> yeah. hooting and hollering and, and, and that's stuff. That's exactly what we did. We actually took a <clears throat> took a crew. It was what fifteen 12, of us. Yeah, 12, 12, 15, yeah. And, actually, and it was like almost twenty. Well, well okay. Yeah. See, you, we're both wrong. Yeah. So we had and we were basically the whole theater because we went to go see it at like three o'clock on a Saturday. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and so. We had mixed reviews coming out of there, and one of the guys was like, man, that was an absolutely stupid movie. I was like, all right, all I'm going to say is none of you son of bitches stopped laughing the yeah. entire movie. Yeah. Yeah. So how are you going to tell me it was bad? <laughs> so the, my personal like metric like grading system for how I like movies or appreciate movies is just if you make me feel something. Mm. Right? Of course, we all have those invisible thousand boxes that we want to check off when you're watching movies. But, yeah, was Cocaine Bear, like... Were there characters you cared about, and was there like this over? No, like even but the marketing of it was genius. Wasn't wasn't the slogan like "It's a bear, it does cocaine, people die" yes, or something exactly. like that, right? Yeah. And you're like, okay, don't get mad leaving the theater yeah. when you're like, well, I didn't think about the. Big, 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 big. It's like yeah. no, just go enjoy it for and, what it is. That's metric, what we had to tell one the metric person. I use was all right. Don't go watch Super Troopers if you're expecting like NCIS. Yes, that's, that, yeah. that's not the same thing. Exactly. Yeah, if you go to see a movie called Cocaine Bear, and if you saw the trailer, which was basically just a, a very small, it was an ex, the movie was an extended version of the trailer. Yeah, everything in the trailer happened in the movie, and, and a lot more of that ridiculousness. Yeah. But what I told people is like, if you go into it expecting that, what you just watched for two minutes in a snippet trailer. Yeah. And it's a, co- a bear doing cocaine. First of all, it's a bear doing cocaine. It's doing lines off dead limbs. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you come out of that movie and say, <clears throat> I thought it was going to go in a different direction. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and one guy almost said something like that. I'm like, what the fuck direction do you think this was going? I mean, it's a bear doing cocaine. And But it's like, it, you're not going in there expecting to come out and be like, oh, that was the next Schindler's List. Yeah, like, right. Really, <laughs> I, I, you know, Liam Neeson touched me, and I really want to save you know people ah. from dying. You know, it's like, Point of the doll it, where Liam Neeson touched you. <laughs> <laughs> which almost the same name but it makes me wish wish that leslie nielsen was still alive the guy from airplane oh, yes. because how amazing would have he have been in cocaine bear just so like constantly yeah exactly so much right and i mean that was like that's kind of his setup too because they had so many one-liners in there yep. it was awesome yep. like the kid the, talking about the guy getting mauled yeah you know it just feels like something that stays with a man yes <laughs> yes you're 10 how yeah. can you think like this <laughs> and uh, we even said we have to make sure we context it properly but like when you see those two kids the boy and the girl and they're like doing the cocaine yeah. or like you know, yeah. tasting it and they're like just do cocaine here you do some you yeah do some. i'm like i want to party with those kids right if they were over 18 yeah. yes yeah. yes First yeah. Off, we don't yeah you have kids. to yeah yeah you have to premise and put in parentheses <laughs> right. in hashtag my team like, or rather if we were 10 yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. right yeah actually that's a better party that's i want to go back to being 10 i want to go back because <laughs> the only soundbite that's going to be taken from this is i want to do cocaine with children yeah. it's like yeah. no yeah. Well, well, that's well, not the <laughs> yeah time out yes. These are not my opinions. They're yeah, my yeah. Just it's not like that's brought to you by movie talks. That's why I said correct. You, know, you get a like. We just had a uh, interview with you know the Italian actor, mm-hmm. and we were talking about because you know he's, he was giving us translations and stuff, and you're we trying to say it's in context. So you yeah, like translating something in context. Same thing like here. You have to translate what I'm saying when I say I want to party with those kids. Yeah, like, I don't mean I want to do a cocaine and party with those kids um, specifically. I, I got to do a movie in Italy. Nine years ago? Ten years ago? I don't know. Uh, it's called Spring. It's by Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson. And uh, we could not stop laughing day one of filming because our entire crew was Italian, except we were allowed to bring in our American director of photography, uh, script supervisor, and our producer was Dave Lawson. Um, camera operator was Will Sampson. And so our first AD, you know, like in America, it's like speed, rolling, great action, you know. Um, in Italy, it's motore, partido, and the action, right? And now we're going. And when the first time that the directors called cut, right, they just go and cut. And then this first AD goes, eh, stop! And he like screamed it as loud as he possibly could. And it like scared the shit out of all of us. We're like, what? What is happening? Is that a normal thing? And they're like, yes, in Italy, his job is to tell the whole crew to stop work. So he has to scream bloody murder. <laughs> eh, stop! And the whole movie, we would be like prepping, holding our ears, like waiting for it. And like, 
everyone on that crew, by the way, their names were Mario and Luigi and everything that you would expect. We were like, yes. Antonio. Antonio. Yeah, everything. And all anyone ever ate was Italian food. And I think they just call it food over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they probably do just call it food. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, smart. Yeah, I went to England, asked for English muffins. Never heard of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah right? No, no, no. Yeah, just a, was it English, Canadian bacon? You mean bacon? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, good the stuff. cultural divide. <laughs> yes. Hey, I'm going to Japan to eat some Japanese food. It's called food there. Come on. <laughs> Uh, what, uh, what are you guys most looking forward to for your week? Are you guys from St. Pete? Yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. yeah I grew up in Clearwater. I moved to St. Pete for work about seven years ago. Love it. And I just technically moved back to Clearwater. So I lived in Carillon on the south side of Olmerton. Yeah. I moved to the north side of Olmerton, which is technically Clearwater. South yes. side? Yes. So I moved a mile down the road. Yeah. And I changed cities. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's like my dad lives north of US-19, like, basically in Palm Harbor, but I remember when he moved, his address is Clearwater. I'm like, you're you're north of US-19, right. like not even near Countryside Mall, but you're cleared? All right. I mean, I guess that's how maps work. Yeah, yeah. Or, zone, zone, yeah. yeah. they haven't yeah. updated it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and me, I'm actually, I live in Largo area, but I'm born and raised in St. Petersburg. Yeah. yeah. Born and raised here. Haven't left, not going to leave. It's, it's really, you know, I <laughs> haven't been to the St. Peter area in like eight years. Like, I usually just kind of stay down near the Clearwater, Dunedin. You know, when I see family, it's, mm-hmm. it's unless I'm going to a Rays game or something, I don't. If I'm going to go to a pier, I'll just stay up there, you right. know, rather than coming Dunedin down here. Causeway. No yeah, exactly. Dunedin and Causeway. There you go. Which, by the way, I didn't know that a causeway was a weird word <laughs> until I started dating a girl who was from Texas uh, in my like mid twenties, mm-hmm. and she comes down to visit. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go to the Dunedin Causeway. She's like, cause, cause why? <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm like the causeway. She's like, way the causeway. What is a causeway? And I'm like, I don't know. It's a man-made land bridge. Yeah, sure, but I didn't know that. I'm like, it's, I'm, it's I'm the causeway. That I, don't, up. I don't know. Sure, maybe it is a man-made land bridge. Then you bring up on your bridge. It says. Yeah, it says the Dunedin Causeway. The best way, the best way to get out of that, when you're, when you're not really sure, you'd be like, you know what? Let me ask you something. If you're traveling at the speed of light, I hear headlights. She won't even worry about causeway anymore. And that is a callback. Yeah. Very well done. Very well done. I do want to ask something real quick. So you, yeah. you used a term earlier, and just for our podcast, for people listening who don't always know a lot of the film terminology, you for said sure. that you're giving an elevator pitch. Yes. Can you explain what an elevator pitch is? For sure. So uh, the oversimplification of an elevator pitch is it is as if you're in Los Angeles and you step into an elevator and Steven Spielberg joins you in that elevator. You know what I mean? Or or insert very famous person that can make movies happen right then and there. So you might quite literally only have 15 seconds to pitch this person your movie idea. And when it comes to trying to get any of your projects made, you have to oversimplify the hell out of what your story is. And the best way to do that is to kind of pitch it to them in a metric of movies they already understand. (laughs) Right. So a lot of people will say, think this movie meets this yep. movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So I guess another way to talk about hacked, which is our next feature, you could say it's also cocaine bear meets <laughs> cabin in the woods where it's like a very. Sign me up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's like a very like meta, self-aware, fun, yep. playful okay. movie where you want people to cheer and like, you know, it's. It's, it's going to be smart in respect to the meta aspects of it, mm-hmm. um, but very playful in respect to, like, look, let's let's kill the guy. Let's <laughs> let, like... 30 minutes in, you want someone yelling, get that bitch! Yeah, get that bitch! <laughs> like, here, okay, here's the one thing that I think most of the planet can agree on once COVID happens, and, and I have all of these metrics and statistics, like scam artists and hacking skyrocketed 600% yeah. during COVID. And they're incredibly smart. They're incredibly sophisticated. Um, have you guys seen The Tinder Swindler or The Most Hated Man on the Internet? I've, I've seen, seen The Most yeah. Hated, 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 hated yeah. Man on the Internet. Hated T- man, Tinder yeah. Swindler is very similar to The Most Hated Man on, on the Internet. <laughs> so um, there are two types of <clears throat> hacking that can happen. 
there is one type where let's say let's say Patrick during this podcast right now you go and you check your phone and you find that somebody has impersonated you and stolen ten thousand dollars out of your account. Well, you can call your bank and you can say, "Look, I have an alibi. I was I was here filming a podcast. Mm-hmm. There's no way that it could have been me." The likelihood of you getting your money back is very very high. Mm-hmm. Now let's say like in my situation, we were putting a down payment on a house and a hacker intercepted our email chain no that like our email chain going back and forth and they created an email that looked exactly like our title company now the person that we were supposed to send money to was sarah at this title company and this person made an email that looked exactly like capital titles in every single way but they added an h to the name sarah so the only thing that was different was the spelling of this person's name so when we sent over the money what happens is we got tricked, mm. aka, well, you have buyer's remorse and you're an idiot to to the to the world of the judicial system and cops yeah. and stuff. It's no different than me just tricking you mm. and walking up to you and saying, "Oh yeah, I'm the valet guy. Give me your keys." If you hand over the keys and I steal your car, that's your fault because you're stupid. You shouldn't have just handed your keys over to the person that's wearing the valet suit mm-hmm. with the name tag standing outside of the hotel, right? And so that's most hated man on the internet and Tinder swindler. That's where you get into like inappropriate photos and stuff like that. It's who's to say it's not buyer's remorse versus genuinely getting tricked. Yeah. So in trying to think of what's a movie that people want to see, like nobody likes to get tricked in a bad way or pranked or have their money stolen or their iCloud leaks or anything like that. So my my ideation and thought process is people want to see a movie where that guy, <laughs> the the Simons of the most hated man on the internet or the Tinder Swindler or all that stuff, like, no, you want to see the bad guy not just go down, but be put to sleep and have his body cut open where he can feel everything yeah. while he's under his anesthesia. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> So or a um, Butler movie where his family dies, but the lawyers really didn't pro- them. They didn't prosecute the guys who killed his family, so he takes revenge on everybody. Law-abiding citizen. Yes, I need yes. to see that. That sounds that very sim- law-abiding citizen. Yeah. It yeah, is awesome. They, they so broke in and like raped his wife and stuff. They killed him. So Jamie Fox plays the lawyer, and <clears throat> uh-huh. he ends up. He's trying to basically move up in the judicial system. He. He cuts a deal with the killers, uh, and the guy who actually did the most horrific parts of it, he ended up changing the story around, so he got off, and the other guy goes to prison because they cut a deal, blah, 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 and so then Gerard Butler goes in. He was a very smart engineer to begin with. Mm-hmm. He goes into the CIA and basically works with them on taking out targets. Mm-hmm. So and One of them, he cuts off their eyelids so they have to watch everything he does. That's the guy. Yeah. So he ends up getting nice. even with the guy. But he doesn't stop there. Yeah, he wants to take down the whole system, and it's it's a very good movie. It isn't that such a frightening. I I really wonder how I would react if somebody very horrifically harmed somebody that I love and got away with it, and are walking the streets, and I'd be like, would I become a vigilante? Would I start? Would it consume you? Yeah. You know, yeah. where you're like, well, I guess this is my life now. I need to find out. I mean, it seems like an oversimplification, but you either become the vigilante to correct things on the cosmic pendulum or you find forgiveness. I don't know. But like... Buddha or Batman, which way are you going? (laughs) Buddha or Batman. Dude, that is a movie title. (laughs) Buddha or (laughs) Batman. What if it's literally Buddha or Batman? We might as, have to work on some copyright. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. As, the part, as Batman it. walks away, he just goes, Namaste. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Namaste. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Where are you? <laughs> Batman doesn't swear like that. Now, yeah. the Punisher would probably you see, say that. Oh, yes. yes. Sam Jackson yes. to be Batman. He will <laughs> say that. Sam Jackson to be yes. Batman. <laughs> He's still in his contract with the MCU. Yeah, yeah, yeah he can't. He's, going over. He's he, good. He can't leave. No, no. Oh, that's awesome, man. Well, we're about almost out of time here but we wanted to say thank you for joining us thank um, you gents you know, and if you're back down around in town next time you know we invite doug to come back all the time so let him know let us know and absolutely you know, yeah. we'll have you back on uh but no we appreciate you joining us for movie talks and chill until next time we're going to get back to the festival for a bit and we will be here all weekend uh we're your hosts i'm tony serrano i'm gavin butts that's wall and our yes Shane Brady. Thanks, guys. All right, thank you, Shane. Thank, thank you, Shane. Shane. All right, take care, guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right, everybody. We are back with Movie Talks and Jill. I'm Tony Serrato. Gavin Butts. Patrick Wall. 
And uh, we're basically going to just do a quick little wrap up. We are ending day one. Yep. Solid day one. Very successful. Yes. A lot of a lot of great interviews. High energy people. You know, high energy festival mm-hmm. as we expected. Um, you know, so just quick little thoughts. End of day one. End of day one. <laughs> Our last interview with Shane, um, once, I loved all of our guests, but Shane is the one who vibed with our normal bullshit the best, <laughs> and I thought that was a great um, conversation. Will you stop calling when we do bullshit? This is yeah. a triumph of podcast. Yes. <laughs> it's the cocaine bear of podcast. Right? <laughs> exactly. You know what? That's an apt analogy. I will allow that one. <laughs> Guys talk. Someone smokes weed. The rest drink. The rest, yes. There's the elevator pitch for us. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I really enjoyed everybody and just oh, a lot yeah. of different dynamics and, mm-hmm. and personalities as what we look for, um, but different subject matter, right. different topics, mm-hmm. some a little more serious and, and you know, thought-provoking, others fun and playful. Yeah. And, also murderous. And murderous, yes. <laughs> Alessandro. <laughs> He's a maniac. He's a maniac. <laughs> I love that guy. He's my new paisan. <laughs> but yeah, no, solid, solid end of day one. Um, we'll be back for... Day two tomorrow morning, we'll be kicking it off um, as they start off. We'll be here, ready to rock and roll about 10. Yeah, we got here around 9.30 today, and we were set up and ready to go at 10. But that's when, like, the big workshops were kicking off and when, like, the big a couple of features were going on at the same time. So we talked to um, Doug and Ben while everything else was going on, but it really kicked off once we got back from lunch. Yep. And I'm assuming tomorrow is, since that's the award day, there's going to be a lot more features. Um, so... Maybe once again be a little bit slower in the morning, but the afternoon well, we already have a couple scheduled. Like, yes, <laughs> and uh, so won't say it just yet, but we were told we're going to have a couple pretty cool ones tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah. not that everybody everybody's very cool. Yes, but some people that other people may know, but we don't want to say it yet yeah. because people have people want to make sure that we don't disappoint anybody. Yeah, right. Um, but anyway, so yeah, end of day one. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us at Sunscreen Film Festival. Uh, it's been an amazing day. Uh, looking forward to an even more amazing rest of the weekend. Uh, so until tomorrow, friends and family and everybody else who listens to us, uh, we are Movie Talks and Chill. We'll see you tomorrow. I am Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I am Patrick Wall. But quick shout out to Michael, Bob, Alessandro, Shen, Shane, um, Ben, and Doug. There you go. <laughs> to everyone yeah, who sat down with us. Thank and, you so much. Yes, and also... To piggyback on that real quick, and thanks to everybody who is uh, volunteering here at the Sunscreen Film yes, Festival, absolutely. the entire team. Uh, we said it before, they're amazing. Uh, doing a great job, very hospitable to us. Uh, so, amazing event, amazing place, amazing venue, amazing filmmakers. We'll be here to talk about more of the amazing people tomorrow. Uh, until then, we'll talk to you then. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul The Rock. 